Journey to Pascha, Orthodox Spiritual Reflections on Great Lent, brought to you by the Greek Orthodox Christian Society of the Greek Orthodox Archdiocese of Australia. Today, as we come to the end of Lent, we celebrate the feast day of Lazarus with the reading of the Holy Gospel according to John and the Saints of the Day for the 10th of April. We're joined by Dr. Greg Roditis, group leader at the Greek Orthodox Christian Society, to remember the extraordinary miracle of the raising of Lazarus. This is the journey to Pascha. Our daily bread. Orthodox scripture readings to help nourish the soul. A reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 11, verses 1 to 45 telling the story of Lazarus' resurrection. Now a certain man was sick, Lazarus of Bethany, the town of Mary and her sister Martha. It was that Mary who anointed the Lord with fragrant oil and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Therefore the sister sent to him, saying, Lord, behold, he whom you love is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, This sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God, that the Son of God may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that he was sick, he stayed two more days in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, Let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, lately the Jews sought to stone you, and are you going there again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble, because he sees the light of this world. But if one walks in the night, he stumbles, because the light is not in him. These things he said, and after that he said to them, Our friend Lazarus sleeps, but I go that I might wake him up. Then his disciples said, Lord, if he sleeps, he will get well. However, Jesus spoke of his death, but they thought that he was speaking about taking rest in sleep. Then Jesus said to them plainly, Lazarus is dead, and I am glad for your sakes that I was not there, that you may believe. Nevertheless, let us go to him. Then Thomas, who is called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. So when Jesus came, he found that he had already been in the tomb four days. Now Bethany was near Jerusalem, about two miles away. And many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Now Martha... As soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went and met him. But Mary was sitting in the house. Now Martha said to Jesus, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But even now I know that whatever you ask of God, God will give you. Jesus said to her, Your brother will rise again. Martha said to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. 
He who believes in me, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? She said to him, Yes, Lord, I believe that you are the Christ, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. And when she had said these things, she went her way and secretly called Mary her sister, saying, The teacher has come and is calling for you. As soon as she heard that, she arose quickly and came to him. Now Jesus had not yet come into the town, but was in the place where Martha met him. Then the Jews who were with her in the house and comforting her, when they saw that Mary rose quickly and went out, followed her, saying, She is going to the tomb to weep there. Then, when Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down at his feet, saying to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Therefore, when Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her weeping, he groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And he said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, See how he loved him. And some of them said, Could not this man who opened the eyes of the blind also have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again groaning in himself, came to the tomb. It was a cave and a stone lay against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him who was dead, said to him, Lord, by this time there is a stench, for he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not say to you that if you would believe, you would see the glory of God? Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. And I know that you always hear me. But because of the people who are standing by, I said this, that they may believe that you sent me. Now when he had said these things, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had died came out, bound hand and foot with grave clothes, and his face was wrapped with a cloth. Jesus said to them, Loose him and let him go. Then many of the Jews who had come to Mary and had seen the things Jesus did, believed in him. Lives of Our Saints The Saints of the Day, whose stories are recorded in the prologue of Ohrid. The Hieromata Antipas, Bishop of Pergamum in Asia Minor. Antipas is mentioned in the Book of Revelation as Antipas, my faithful martyr, who was slain among you where Satan dwelleth, that is, in the city of Pergamum. The inhabitants of this city lived in the darkness of idolatry and in extreme impurity. They were slaves to passions. They were slanderers, tyrants, and incestuous people. In other words, 
they were the servants of Satan. Here among them lived Antipas, as a light in the midst of darkness, as a rose among thorns, and as a gold in the mire. In this city, he who captured and killed a Christian was deemed good and just. Their pagan belief consisted of soothsaying, interpretation of dreams, serving demons, and extreme perversion. Being frightened of Antipas as of fire, the demons appeared to the soothsayers in a dream and confessed how afraid they were of Antipas and how because of him they had to depart from the city. The pagan priests assembled a large number of people against Antipas and interrogated him, trying to force him to deny Christ and worship idols. Antipas said to them, When your so-called gods, lords of the universe, are frightened of me, a mortal man, and must flee from this city, do you not recognize by this that your faith is a delusion? The saints spoke to them further about the Christian faith as the one true saving faith. They became enraged as wild beasts and they dragged the aged Antipas to the temple of Artemis, before which stood an ox cast in bronze. They heated the bronze ox and hurled the servant of God inside. From within the fiery ox, Saint Antipas glorified God with thanksgiving, like Jonah in the belly of the whale, or the three youths in the fiery furnace. Antipas prayed for his flock and for the entire world, until his soul departed from his weakened body and ascended among the angels into the kingdom of Christ. He died in torments and was crowned with unfading glory in the year 92 AD. The Holy Martyrs Processus and Martinian Processus and Martinian were jailers in the Roman prison where the apostles Peter and Paul were imprisoned. Hearing the words and witnessing the miracles of the apostles, they were baptised and released the apostles from prison. The apostles left Rome, but the Lord appeared to Peter on the way. Lord, where are you going? Peter asked. The Lord answered, I am going to Rome to be crucified a second time. Ashamed, the apostles returned to Rome, where they were apprehended and slain. Also slain with the apostles were these two brave martyrs, Processus and Martinian. Orthodox Readings and Reflections for Lent Brought to you by the Greek Orthodox Christian Society Our journey through Great Lent has completed and we now stand before Great and Holy Week. But let us not underestimate or disregard the significance of this weekend that leads us towards Holy Week. On this Saturday, which is called the Lazarus Saturday, we remember the extraordinary miracle that Christ performed 
just before entering Jerusalem on his way towards his Passion. From the Synaxarion in the Matins service on Saturday morning, we hear the following. On this day, the Saturday before Palm Sunday, we celebrate the raising of the holy and righteous friend of Christ, Lazarus, who had been four days in the grave. This day is a joyous festival of the church, and bright colours are used for vestments and the holy table during the service. Allow me to highlight a few key points of the event. Christ's holy and righteous friend, Lazarus, falls sick. Yet Jesus does not go to his aid immediately, instead delaying another two days where he was staying. This ultimately leads to Lazarus's death. Note a detail here that St. John the Evangelist shares with us in verse 5. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. This teaches us not to complain when sickness overcomes us. It is not an indication that God does not love us. Nor let us question or be discouraged when sickness affects holy and virtuous people. St. Paul encourages us with the following, My son, do not despise the chastening of the Lord, nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him. For whom the Lord loves, he chastens. Now when Jesus came to the town of Bethany, Lazarus was already dead four days. In verse 19, St. John describes, And many of the Jews had joined the women around Martha and Mary. From this detail, we discern that many people were present and witnessed the death of Lazarus. Lazarus really died. When Martha found out that Jesus arrived, she ran to meet him. What followed was a profound discussion where Jesus elevates our minds towards the spiritual, towards heaven, by declaring that he is the resurrection and the life. Christ confirms that he is in control. He has the power to heal with a nod, a touch, a word, his thought. All that is required from us is faith. In the Bible, we have many examples of people who felt overwhelmed by the predicament, be it the isolated ten lepers, the man who lay alone by the pool of Bethesda for 38 years, or Martha and Mary, who felt abandoned by the Lord. Yet Christ healed them all effortlessly. What about us during these testing times of social distancing, isolation and deprivation? We too may be experiencing the anguish and heartache that sometimes feels insurmountable. We too may feel discouraged and downhearted. All that is required of us is to turn towards the source of life. Christ himself said, Come to me, all you who labour and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. But in what way? How do we turn towards Christ? St. Paul provides us with the answer in his second letter to the Corinthians when he declares, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then 
I am strong. Yes, we turn to Christ with faith and total submission, but the essential element that is necessary for us to unite with Christ is repentance, or metania, metanus, a change of mind, as well as a change of heart. A change in the way we think and approach things in our life. More than ever, now is the time to press the reset button in our lives and direct them towards Christ. We need to rearrange our lives to prioritize Christ. After Martha spoke to Jesus, she left and called Mary, her sister, informing her of the teacher's arrival. When Jesus saw her weeping, and the Jews who came with her weeping, St. John in verse 33 points out that Jesus groaned in the spirit and was troubled. And in verse 35, Jesus wept. This was recorded so that we can learn and understand that Jesus truly did assume our human nature. Jesus is God and man, the God-man. He then asked them where Lazarus was buried. Of course Jesus knew where they had buried Lazarus, but he did not want to impose himself on them. God never imposes himself on us. He acted and responded at their request. With this question, there can be no doubt that the person who died, that is Lazarus, was in fact the very same person that Christ raised from the dead. When they finally arrived at the burial site, they found a large stone covering the entrance. Jesus then requested they remove the stone. But Lord, if we roll the stone away, the stench of the decaying body will fill this place. What a confirmation of death and despair. At that very moment of hopelessness, loss, sorrow and pain, behold the miracle. Christ calls out with authority as God, Lazarus, come forth. And he who had been dead four days came out, still bound in the very same bandages he was buried in. This miracle reassures us that although Jesus will suffer and die, he is Lord and victor over death. The resurrection of Lazarus prepares us for his own resurrection eight days later, and at the same time it anticipates our own resurrection on the last day. He is the one who can take our sick and decayed soul and restore it to the glory it is destined for. The Apolitikion of the day summarizes the event precisely. By raising Lazarus from the dead before your passion, you confirmed the universal resurrection, O Christ God. Like the children with palms of victory, we cry out to you, O vanquisher of death. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord.
hope that you've enjoyed this edition of The Journey to Pascha, brought to you by the Greek Orthodox Christian Society. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or visit nichnos.org at lychnos.org, where you can find more Orthodox articles, talks and podcasts to help you on your journey this Lent towards the resurrection of our Lord.